Welcome to the Art of Adventure podcast. I'm your host, Mac Tegg. I'm an illustrator, and I created this podcast to get to know other artists who are creating fantasy and sci-fi artwork. Joining me today is Sam, better known as Skullboy, from Better Legends. How are you doing today? I'm doing just wonderful today. How are you? I'm fantastic. Firstly, how old are you, and when did you first become interested in the fantasy genre? I'm 31 years old, and I've been interested in fantasy, I think, probably since I realized what reality is like. <laughs> well, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a carpenter. Uh, I used to watch a lot of uh, Bob Vila's uh, This Old House, and I would wear my plaid shirts, and I had a little tool belt. And uh, yeah, that was my jam uh, for a very long time until... I think probably around hmm, maybe second or third grade is when I just like sort of realized that I was kind of good at drawing and people were people were telling me that I was good at drawing. And so I was like, I think I could just draw for the rest of my life if, if that would be all right. Is anyone else in your family artistic? Uh, yeah, my, my mom is... Uh, particularly artistic uh she's she's really good at she makes like quilts and stuff and she's currently trying to get uh, get into the online like quilt selling game so i've been sort of helping her with that a little bit she's not uh terribly computer savvy so we're me and my sister are trying to help her with that and my sister uh studied to be a dancer uh for a long time uh she's going into nursing now but she's a phenomenal dancer and uh my my dad is just like very handy so and can like is just like good at uh he's just good at a lot of stuff so you know we we all we all get by is he the one who inspired the the bob vila love uh no, he was, I think he was more on the level of like what got me into video games, honestly. Um, cause like, uh, my mom is like a very DIY kind of person. So, and there was a lot of like sort of early reinforcement with that. I think, uh, she used to read, uh, the little house on like little house in the big woods and like all the Laura Ingalls Wilder books to me. And there was like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like people building stuff and, and doing that kind of stuff in those books. And I always thought that was really cool. Um, that's sort of like one of the early <laughs> sort of proto it's, it's not fantasy, but it like feels like fantasy kind of stuff. And then, but like my dad got me into like Nintendo, like he had an Atari and he like an Atari 2600 and he had, uh, a, uh, an NES and we used to play Mario two a lot, you know, everyone's favorite Mario game, Mario two. <laughs> I mean, I actually really like the music, especially in Super Mario Brothers 2. It's a great game. It wasn't supposed to be a Mario game, but it, like, I don't know, it's one of my favorites now. Ah, yes, Doki Doki Panic. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Were either of your parents or anyone else uh, especially encouraging to your artistic endeavors? Oh, yeah, no, they, they've always been just, like, really supportive, um when I was like, Hey, I think I want to go to art school in high school. My grades were always not always, but like in high school, mostly were like pretty bad. Um, but I think they were just like excited that I wanted, that I had like an idea that I wanted to, you know, try and be a professional artist somehow. And they're just like, yeah, go for it. I mean, why not? And so that's what I did and went to art school. Did you graduate or leave early? Like I did. I am, I am the, the rare graduating 
artist i think it's i feel like i had a lot of friends that like dropped out or changed paths or things like that and i didn't really it didn't really click with me until my like like pretty late in my sophomore year it was like my junior year where it like started to like work for me a little bit better and i think the only thing that kept me from from like dropping out uh until then is like just sheer laziness like i'll just like start moving in a direction and i'll just keep doing it even if like it doesn't feel like it's necessarily working because i think the first two years of art school for me were just like me not really getting it and like feeling like i probably should have gotten into like an illustration program somewhere or something like that and but i mean having fun in college so i just sort of like kept doing i was doing like a lot of sketch comedy at that point too so like it didn't feel like i was in art school until i started my junior year and that's when i started to take it a little bit more seriously and get really into like printmaking and graphic design kind of stuff so it was it was interesting um but yeah is that where you kind of uh honed your style i guess yeah um i've it's it's interesting like i have at this point now i like i i bounce around stylistically and i think that comes from like spending time taking graphic design classes because you learn in graphic design at least I did, that it's more about servicing the project than it is about servicing what you do. So it's like a really cool way of stepping outside your comfort zone and just, I don't know, working working towards like a, I don't know, a bigger, a bigger picture, sort of like, what does this project need? And then doing that or learning how to do that or, you know, trying to figure out a way to approach it that's like a little bit different or cool. I can definitely see that in your work you're really consistent in how you present things your your work has like a certain kind of wild untamed atmosphere about it and you you do these incredible scenes where do you get your ideas from i mean a lot of my a lot of my like rpg work i'd say comes from i mean it's it's i just i i like playing D so like you know i try to actually it's been a little bit it's been a little while right now but for a long time I'd, you know many years i'd have like two or three games that i was playing in a week if i could manage it and a lot of the stuff that i get most excited about in, in games is just like chaotic failure scenarios so i think a lot of <laughs> i i realized this at one point or another that like a lot of the the pieces that i make are just like they're right before the point of failure uh and i think that's a really interesting time and i think that's when like most games like really pop off is like when everybody's like really like white knuckling you know their pencil and their dice and being like okay like the shit is very much hit the fan and like how do we how do we make this work or die gloriously and i think that's just like a fun thing to try and capture and then yeah, I mean, that's 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 a lot of it. It's something something between that and uh, old video game manuals. I I look at a lot of old video game manuals, and that's where I get uh, a lot of sort of structural ideas. Uh, where else are you pulling inspiration from? Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I went through. I got I got really into comics just after college. I was sort of like my senior year of college. I was I got really into like Mobius. Like that was sort of my 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 in my in route to comics. So I I got 
got into Mobius and then like I got really into Hellboy after that. So there's a lot of like looking at Mike McNola's stuff and um, there's just like a lot of a lot of comic covers more so than the interior art. But I really appreciate like any time that you've got like a, a marriage of words and text. I think that's really interesting. So I, I like to spend time looking at a lot of stuff like that. And like uh, if you look at some of it's just, I mean, everybody's inspired by Miyazaki, right? If you look at him, it's hard not to be. But he did he did a number of things that are these like really cramped drawings with like lots of text around them that I think are just like they're just like concept art sketches for, you know, some project where it's like tanks and, you know, it's just very it's just very crowded and cramped and it's like utilizing all the space. Um, but I think that's that. I get really excited about like a really nice utilization of all the space. If I can do that, like, I think when I'm, when I'm trying to like let something breathe is like when I feel a little bit out of my element, but that's, I try to think of that as an opportunity for growth. <laughs> you mentioned filling up the space and I think that, uh, you do a fantastic job of that. <laughs> that, yeah, that is, I think it's, it's more a, uh, like a compulsion than anything else is like, I, uh, I had a, a friend, my, my studio partner and, uh, and show partner in college that, uh, he always used to say that I always gave my drawings eczema because I was just like constantly, it's like, I'm trying to like work a pattern into like every element of it that I can. Um, and some of the stuff I, I do still, I still do that. Um, but it's really fun. It's really fun to work like that. Uh, you mentioned merging text and images you did an interesting project fairly recently in which you created an adventure game that needed to be translated what gave you that idea you know it's sort of a marriage of like the voynich manuscript and uh the codex i'm gonna get this word wrong serenaphius there's a it's it's but it's just the idea of just like i like when I look at role-playing game books, I always see I always see the image first, which makes sense. I'm an illustrator, but like a lot of like what inspires me to like play games like that or like just daydream about fantasy is just like it's there's like this manual quality to it where you look at it and it's like I don't I don't read a lot of like what's going on there. I have like a working idea of like a lot of how games work in my head for the most part. And so I wanted to make something that like, I was just like really focused on the art. And then, so I decided to do just something with, it's called an Asemic language that it just doesn't, it, it there's no, it's, there's no, uh, there's no way to translate it. It's, it's just there to fill text space and to make everybody that reads it feel like an outsider. Um, and it was just sort of a, it was, you know, I just sort of did it on a whim and, uh, it's, it's, it's been really cool. I, I, I had a lot of fun with that project and it was really cool to just start by like just slapping down images and then just like filling in text around them and sort of coming up with like what the rules of this game would be in sort of like an alien way, but at the same time, like knowing that there's like all these traditions and role-playing games that you know, people are going to sort of assume things about it and everything. So it's, it was, it was, it's by far the weirdest, uh, thing that I've released and intentionally. So it's just supposed to be, it's like kind of pretentious, I think, <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I just like the idea that, you know, you can, you can look at it and that everybody can look at it and get the same, the same thing out of it differently. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. 
You mentioned Mobius and a couple others. Who is your biggest uh, inspiration? Biggest inspiration? Oh, geez, I don't know. It's 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 I can't I can't focus any, on anything very long. Like I definitely have like ADD or something like that you know, in that, in that fun way that adults just sort of self-diagnose themselves. But, you know, I, I, it's, I, I don't, fo I don't focus on things long. So I tend to, my workflow is very much like thing to thing to thing to thing. Like I'll work on like four or five pieces at a time usually. So in the same way, when I'm looking at stuff, I like just like looking at big collections of images. So I just, I just like <laughs> in my spare time, I just like make these huge, like Pinterest mood boards of like, you know, just like, I'll just like try and come up with a thing and then, you know, just slap as many things into it as I can. And so it's really difficult for me to like pin that down to like one thing. Cause it's like a whole, it's a whole aesthetic. And it's like, I think some of it's fueled by nostalgia. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm part of the generation that walked around in blockbuster for a significant amount of their childhood. So it's, I think, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to pin it down on one thing. If I were to pin it down on one thing, I'd say there's a, there was a book of castles that I, <laughs> that I read a lot when I was a kid that uh, there's just like cutaways of all like the things in the castles. It was sort of like a, in, in, in the style of like Richard scary or something like that. Um, and uh, it's just, it was just sort of madness and, and like things like that, or that's, I mean, that's, that's what I end up sort of thinking back on when I'm making work now, which I think that's the, that's like sort of the main indicator of, of like inspiration, right? Is like the thing that you just like can't shake, the thing you can't get out of your head. Do you work 100% uh, digitally? Uh, a lot of times it's easier to do it that way, but I try to carve out some time in the week that I do just analog work. I try to do, I try to keep like a pretty good sketch, sketching habit, uh, the practice of keeping a sketchbook, but I, I also like to do collage a lot and I try to do collage mostly, uh, mostly analog though. I've done it digitally. Like the 10 people you meet in the underground garden that, uh, was a book that I, uh, did with my wife, uh, that she, she wrote. And then I like illustrated is all, um, it's digital collage. It's all ripped from like free library resources that I found on Flickr. And so I did like Flickr something like Flickr. I don't know. It was, it was like, it was, I think it was like library of, you know, like the British Museum, something like that, that had like a lot of open source imagery. And so I just pulled a bunch of that kind of stuff together and made some pieces and she responded to that. And then I responded sort of in turn to other things that she had made. And, but, uh, so I think, I think what ends up happening is I try to do work analog and then I find a way to make it digital because <laughs> for my workflow, it's like, I can do it quicker and, uh, and be able to, I don't have to worry about scanning or anything like that because scanning is a pain in the ass. Can you tell us about what kind of tools you use? I've got an old Wacom bamboo uh, tablet uh, that I actually just replaced. I had to find the same one because I don't like changing uh, workflow as much as possible. I don't like changing it as much, as, but that's a weird way to say that. Uh, but the... <laughs> I found it, 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 I, I spilled some beer on it, uh, like two months ago, three months ago, something like that. And, uh, I was just devastated because it, it I got it when I was like, it was, uh, it was a Christmas present, a sophomore year of college. And so I'd been using it since then. And so I, <laughs> I found one on eBay. So I, I just repurchased that same tablet. Um, and then I, uh, 
use Clip Studio Paint is the the program that I use mainly. I have I have Adobe Suite and I use that if I have to sometimes and it's nice to to have around, but I've sort of transitioned out of drawing in Photoshop because it's just like the new versions of Photoshop are just these they just take so much space up and they're so laggy and I just they just like they tax like I like run like a like I recently switched from Mac to PC cuz I've sort of tired of uh how bad apple products have gotten uh and yeah just like even on like i have like a gaming pc that i do all my work on and uh the 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 adobe just like it just like chugs on everything so i yeah uh, clip studio paint which is formerly uh manga studio is uh is pretty cool i like it it's got a lot of good built-in stuff it's uh easy to use it was an easy transition and you only have to pay for it one time which uh that's cool i i, I don't like the whole adobe model these days of like you know pay 60 dollars a month and get everything we ever made there's some things i just like want to own you're not the first one to talk about clip studio paint here on the show and oh, it's yeah? it's seriously making me want to consider switching you wait till they have a sale. You can get it for like twenty five bucks usually. Um, the the basic version at least. There's a there's like a like a pro version that I don't think is super necessary, but comes with like a lot of sort of bells and whistles. I I mean, I think honestly, if you want to, for for anyone who's listening out there that is like, I don't want to spend a lot of money, just get GIMP. Just get GIMP and teach yourself how to draw on that. Draw and you know paint. It's 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 fun to use a like a tool that maybe doesn't have every option that you want and also most drawing tools on the computer you can use in such a way that people won't know it's digital that's fun i it it drives me crazy when things that there's just like a there's like a style that is has permeated most fantasy and it's like i understand why it's popular but it's like you can see all the digital brush strokes and it it just i i just i just don't love it and i think i think it has its place because it's like coming from this like tradition of like big oil paintings but it just doesn't look like an oil painting it looks like you painted it in photoshop and i guess that's fine for some things but it's just like i don't know there's just there's not a lot of style in it at least not the kind of style I want. I, I just like things to be weirder. I come from the, if, if there's a biggest inspiration in terms of, uh, in terms of like fantasy illustrators, I think, I think I come from the Errol Otis school of make everything weird. And yeah, there's like a naivete to his, to his work that I always really latched onto. Are you working on anything interesting now that you can talk about? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll stick just to my own projects because I don't, I never know like what people want to talk about in terms of what they've announced. But, uh, right now I'm working on a, uh, the, uh, ecological guide to Fortals, uh, which is they're like, uh, something that I made up when I was doing, uh, some advertising jobs for the Melsonian arts council. And it's just a, it's just a turtle with a castle growing out of its back. And I did it just for like a little ad space and it, you know, had a little flag and an archer sitting in it. And 
I was like, this is kind of cool. And people started to like get really into it. And so I did a little bit more of it and I tried to, I tried to incorporate it now. And it's like, uh, anytime you make a Troika product or like a compatible with Troika product, there's a little badge that you can put on it. That's like a fornal. And, uh, I decided it would be kind of cool to do, uh, like a like a travel guide almost as like it's a version it's like a fantasy version of myself going through like the the different spheres in troika because I, I don't know if you're familiar but it's like a, it's sort of like a multiverse kind of setting game so you can do whatever you want with it but it's trying to like hop around and like you know learn about like you know what a fortal is uh and that's pretty fun i get to i'm doing a lot of uh a lot of that sort of Richard Scary thing in there, actually. I've got, like, a big cutaway drawing of, like, the insides of a fortal with all, like, the guts and, like, also, like, the bricks and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Troika fan, uh, if you can't tell by my little user image there. Um, I say, yeah, that's a Dirk drawing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know you created the fortal. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, I guess it was probably a long time ago now. Uh, like, it, like, maybe four or five years, actually. Um but uh yeah it's all these like little things it's i don't know i I really love working with melsonia uh they're great dan's great everybody on the team is great they just uh they just are consistently making really cool weird stuff and i don't know putting like fun interesting people in the spotlight so i you know shout out to them do you have a dream project or a client that you've been wanting to do or work with um, I have a, like a, like a sick need. I do want to work on fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think I deserve to because I talk a lot of shit about that game <laughs> and I also don't like most of the art <laughs> in it, but I do want, like, there's like a, there's like a, I have like a, it's like a clout thing in my head. I just like, I want to be in the big dragon game, you know, and I want to do it as weird as possible. Like I'm just waiting to see if there's like, I mean, slowly they're doing things that are a little bit weirder in that, but I just don't think it'll ever happen. But I do, I, it does feel like a little bit like a mountain I have to climb of like, I do want to just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having a magic card either. Uh, if we're, if we're going down that road, it's just like, it feels like for somebody who's, I, I just stomp around in indie spaces so consistently that like part of me just, yeah, just like wants to, <laughs> wants a big, just like, I, I don't even know if they pay well. I just like kind of want to live in that space long enough to, you know, carve my name into a tree do you have any artists online or otherwise that you think the listeners should should check out oh yeah i mean that's a big list of people um let me see if i can try and succinctly uh because there's like artists that i that i oftentimes look at and uh think like oh yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta try doing something that's more like that is like peter mullen is a great like like fantasy artist he does a lot of work with dcc and like he's done like stuff for swords and wizardry uh, i love his style i think it's very much also in that errol otis sort of school of uh sort of cartoony grittiness um but uh other than that i mean in terms of people that like i am always just like dig what they're they're putting out like uh uh Nick K of Underworld Adventurer. Uh, he, that's his Instagram handle, I think. Um, 
he does great work and he runs a game that I play in uh, from time to time that's really great. I really like Curtis Tinsley. He's really cool. Uh, he's making a lot of like sort of cool co uh, comic stuff. Marie Anger makes great work. Uh, I really like, uh, oh, Gnarled Monster. I don't know if you've checked out him at all. He's, uh, he does like all this great, like keep on the borderlands inspired stuff that I think is really awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I got off the top of my head right now. But you know, there's, there's like a million and a half, like cool indie RPG people that are just always cranking out awesome work. Um, yeah. So you're quite the gamer. Uh, what are you playing <laughs> now that you'd recommend, uh, either tabletop wise or video game wise oh man i'm a gamer um let me see well last night i streamed uh <laughs> sega bass fishing that was pretty cool i i'm i'm in a sort of a dreamcast phase right now so i i played through um this is technically a Genesis game, but I played through, um, or Saturn game, I guess. Yeah, Saturn. Uh, some of Nights, Nights into Dreams, which is just wild. And uh, I, I just picked up a bunch of like those old like Dreamcast games, like uh, Jet Set Radio is really, really good. It has an amazing soundtrack and just like an overall aesthetic. I really like the Sega aesthetic. Same thing with like like Capcom games. There's like something like very toyetic about them that I really enjoy. Uh, in terms of tabletop games, I mean, everyone should have a copy of Troika. I also think that uh, Old School Essentials is probably my like my mostly my go-to system for like rules reference stuff, just because they've got that great SRD just online, just like the whole you can just look up everything and it's well organized, everything's searchable. And I, I was always I'm always been a fan of the the Moldvay basic set of D and D. It's just uh, it's it's just simple enough for me um but yeah uh other than that mm, i play a lot of uh, i play a lot of dumb games i really like playing dumb games like you know just like stuff that maybe isn't good but is strange and f it feels like it feels like it was a noble a noble endeavor to make it i think that's about it for my questions did you have anything you'd like to add um, well, I gotta say, I've been liking the work that I've been seeing you put out. Uh, there's a, there's a real, there's a real tightness to that, like that just like stark black and white, like line work. And like, you got some good, just like pools of, of, of black that, uh, just like end of their stuff is really popping. You did like a, is it a, a war Duke piece recently that, uh, yeah, yeah I really liked that. Oh, well, thank you so much. It was kind of inspired by the War Duke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love the War Duke? As the you know, I, I, one of the things I love about like Keep on the Borderlands and like that sort of the the Greyhawk setting is like the the naming conventions of stuff like that. Like nobody in Keep on the Borderlands has a name, and you can interpret that is either as you know, you just name them yourselves which is something that I've done whenever I've, I've, you know, played with that setting, but you can also just like, you, it's like, maybe it's just like a, like a world where people like, just like refer to themselves like formally through their titles. I mean, you've got like, you know, the, the party is like the thief and the fighter and everything like that, but you've got like the Castellan and, uh, 
and and you know and the the wandering priest and all these things and i kind of i'm kind of enamored with the idea of a world where everybody's just referring to each other you know via those kind of titles and nobody really has a name and the war duke is very much in that sort of uh fantastical sphere totally let the listeners know where they can find you on the internet or otherwise well, you can find me, uh, it's uh, at better underscore legends on Instagram. That's a good one. Uh, Patreon.com slash better underscore legends. Another great place to check me out. Uh, you can go on Twitch and find me at uh, uh, twitch.tv slash skull underscore B zero one. Uh, and I do live streaming on Fridays there. And I also stream on Twitch, uh, uh, twitch.tv slash indoor playground. And that's where I play video games with, uh, my friends, my wife and, 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 and our friend, we, uh, got a bunch of shows that we do on there. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all the, I think that's all the places. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm, I look forward to you. I, I started listening to, I think the first episode that you did the other day and uh ended up having to switch over to something else but I, i'm looking forward to listening through these i love it when people make role-playing games podcasts i think there need to be more of them <laughs> i agree especially i mean there's so many like um, real play ones i think there's a lot of information in the community that is not being uh, exposed yeah, you know, there's always been a thing with information dissemination in role-playing games. It's always been a little bit esoteric, right? You know, you had, like, the alarms and excursions, like, gaming zine kind of scene, which apparently they're still making. Like, you can still get, like, they, they, they haven't stopped. Like, there was some gaps, but, like, you can still get issues of alarms and excursions, which I thought was amazing. Um, and then... Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, G Plus was cool, but then it collapsed, and Twitter is awful. And, uh, yeah, just people need to, I think people just need to make blogs and shows and discords and play games and talk about them there. And, yeah, I don't I don't really care about Let's Play or actual play podcasts nearly as much as I like just, like, people talking about ideas that they have for games. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the through line of like the way that, uh, game, game likers of the tabletop variety are kind of broken people. But, uh, <laughs> I think, I think it's most fun like that. <laughs> Sorry, for... I went off on a whole nother <laughs> tangent there. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Thanks again. <laughs> Take it easy. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, check out the art of and if you'd like to see some of my artwork, check out MacTag.com. This has been the Art of Adventure podcast. Thank you for listening.